You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is a place which is steeped in tradition. Only the tough guys survive and makeup is not the option for us. Creativity comes from uh, the normal life. People here need to be very creative to, to earn for, for living. If you want to go to the essence and the psyche of the Serbian people, they want to see you hoist the trophy. They want to see you do it in a Serbian shirt. After four years of listening, you know, you're guilty for this, this is happening. Wars, shortages, queues, ratios, milk, bread, uh, gas, you name it. There is a guy hitting nine three-pointers in a big final, and we're winning it. One of the best Serbian feelings in, in history. There is a new generation of Serbian people who are hungry to see that again. Jokic is the guy who can take us there. Let me tell you a story about an MVP. Is there any part of Jokic's success that surprised you? Yeah, <laughs> MVP. But also a story about Serbia and about a lot of other basketball players. The ball was basically his only toy. It's about a culture and tradition that brought about many of the world's great players. After a couple of practice, he told me, yeah, this one will be started in a playoff. Yes, sir. I, I believe you are wrong. There is one kid, one fat kid, and I don't know if I want to hug him or, uh, or fight him. And most of all, it's about a group of friends who went to discover the through lines of a country that gave him their MVP. After all this, the skies live for him. I think that he will break many more records, that he will surprise us. Right now, there is not a shred of doubt in my organism which is going to tell you that Nikola Jokic is the best Serbian basketball player to grace the court. That's undisputed. Oh, baby. We're in the winner's lounge. First time in like seven months. It's actually, it's actually just the pre -season. It's just the pre -season. No, this is the goddamn winner's lounge. Oh, winner's lounge. We think we can get Oh, my goodness. The Denver Nuggets second unit beats the Phoenix Suns. Starters. Mm. Mm. Oh, that was a lot I, of fun. I have it on good authority. They don't care. <laughs> they told me themselves they don't care. They don't care enough that they're not doing a post-game show today. They don't reason. care. They, they don't care or know how the internet works. Uh, guys, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Whenever you sign up, Dev, preseason, he's 0-3. Oh. Dev is personally 0-3, oh. but the Denver Nuggets are not 0-3. They're 1-2, which is way better. So much better. So dude. much better. Um, this game was actually sneaky fun. Dude, it was a great. It was incredible. <laughs> this is the first enjoyable game we've gotten since the first game of Summer League. 
It's true, man. This was a weird <laughs> game. It was like it. Nothing was. It felt like there wasn't that much of consequence, but it was fun nonetheless. It was Dude, like a little journey we went nothing on. Nothing matters except for that everything matters, and uh, I just couldn't feel better. Yeah. Uh, I am joined by none other than Superstar Dev, a.k.a. The Grateful Dev. You know what? Um, <laughs> Is that a new nickname? <laughs> we don't know. You know, I was just like Phoenix um, in the preseason. Like, I just truly didn't care. It really didn't matter if I just didn't win at all. Um, we could act like I didn't care. I looked at the... How many? How much the starters played for them? A whole damn game. <laughs> they care. They brought they them back care. in late in the game too. I know. I love uh, that. Uh, it was a good one. I mean, I'm telling you, how many minutes did Chris Paul and them play? Uh, yeah, they were in the 20s, the high 20s here. You got Chris Paul 29. Chris Paul played the most minutes of everyone on the Suns. What do they do? What's Bonnie Williams doing? I don't know. What is he doing playing him 30 he, minutes he played tonight? More than anyone on either team. He played the most. <laughs> Get back out there, Chris. You're young. You're he's, spry. Yeah, dude. He's kind of like, he's like, listen, I've seen what happens late in the season. We got to build you up now, Chris. <laughs> we got to build you up now. Uh, I'm also joined by D-Line, who, if you squint, looks like he's naked. Oh, dude, you don't have to squint. You just need to ask. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of look like he's a little Yeah, yeah. No one's asking that. The worst that. part is that you can imagine my skin being so loose and baggy. But all the same, very sexy. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Uh, guys, every nugget's good. Let's go. Except for MPJ. <laughs> Unfortunately. We're like punch. It's a Monday, and we're like punch drunk from this wacky game, man. I'm telling you, if the basketball's not going to be good, it might as well be weird. And tonight was fun, very, very weird. Where do you guys want to start? I mean, Ish, Ishmael, so if you miss this game, I'm sure a lot of people, they're listening to the show, but not all of them maybe watch the game. Ishmith hit a game winner tonight. Ishmith had a little bit of a fourth <laughs> quarter takeover. I mean, the last like two minutes of this game, Ishmith was like, I got you, boys. Get on my shoulders. Dude, did we win the trade through Ish alone? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Look, I will say this. You know, you don't want to swing too wildly, especially on preseason. You don't want your takes, but like Bruce Brown, Ishmith, two guys that, you know, Bruce Brown a little more familiar with. Ishmith, you know, I know him obviously as the Nuggets killer. You watch him around the league or this or that. Both of those guys have really endeared themselves to me over the course of training camp and, and including this. Like Ishmith at training camp and everything else, you could just tell that guy's a leader. You you wonder, okay, how's a guy been on 14, 15 teams, whatever it's been, and you beat him, you're like, oh, of course, this is clearly a guy that's good to have around. Um but him and Bruce Brown in this game, the way they played, uh, I was very, very impressed. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Ishmith. I mean, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, keep, let's keep that Ish roll. Uh, I thought Ishmith was good throughout this game. I did not think he was good in the previous game. I thought he was good in game number one, not so much game number two. But tonight, man, you know, he's so quick. It's funny because he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. He had DeAndre Ayton on an island at one point. Right by him. <laughs> Like he was nothing. Like yeah. he kind of pulled him out. Like, oh, okay, I got a big guy on me. Right around him to the to the basket. He is really quick. Yeah, I love. Uh, I mean, first off, what stands out about Ishmith is the professionalism, like yep. the entire time. But uh, um, also, like he just he just knows his role. He's even killed. He you know is going to run the offense. This was his best game by far, as far as running the offense. Um, got guys in the set, but also attacked the entire time. He used. Um, you know, that speed. Um, he went after mismatches. And this is not against backups. Like, you know, this is against King of the everybody. game, wow. Chris Paul is out there guarding him, and he doesn't care. He, like, he's going against everybody, and he's just the whole time just trying to attack. Um, and it, it, his his leadership was a lot different. It's not like he's, 
you know, screaming at guys or, you know, there's not any type of negative like moments when he's on the floor um, where he's getting on guys. He's just leading by example and just making right play after right play. So it was great to see the shot falling, um, the confidence in his game and just um, he, he seems to have that dog in him. Oh my god, dude! I love that he has that dog in him. I it's nice to be on the other side of Ish, <laughs> Ish Smith murdering you from yeah. Ishmith has been uh, has brought holy terror to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> he in really the has. He has ruined so many games for us where he's just like absolutely done to us what we watched him do to the Suns tonight. It was absolutely delicious. Um, I just. You know, Ishmith is not a player that I was looking forward necessarily to seeing what he had to offer the Denver Nuggets. But my God, like, I mean, you don't expect this out of him every game. Of course not. No, of course. We, we, I mean, we haven't really seen it to this point, but I mean, it's just it's just a nice reminder. Like as guys get up in, in age and they've been in the league a bit, little bit, you start to wonder if a quick guy like that, especially if he's, they're going to lose their step. Maybe they're not going to be as effective, but his shot was great. Also, he, he doesn't knocked look like he's today, yeah. lost any steps at all. Like he looked great, man. It was he, awesome. He even knocked down a three tonight. He went seven of 12 from the field, had 17 points, seven assists, three rebounds. He did have three turnovers, but I mean, if you watch the game, I just thought he was in control. Um, he knew where to be. He knew, he, you know, he knew what he was doing and he played so well. It's two games. Preseason is really good. You think about starters. Like we're going to talk about Michael Porter and Jokic and these guys. There are things you can glean from preseason. But to me, it really more is about that second and third unit because those are the guys you want to see who they fit in. If we went through all of the guys who, whose stock has sort of risen the most, I don't know how many guys you would go through before you got to Ish where I'm looking at it and I go, I don't know if I love this bench unit. I'm not sure what the solution is. Ish tonight went a long way in my mind of being like, I don't know, maybe that maybe he's just a guy that needs to be on the court. Maybe him and Bones are going to find a way to play together because to me he just looked like he could do a lot. Yeah, what I love about Ish, and it's something that actually Bones uh, is starting to do a little bit more, but he could just take from He makes sure that he attacks the mismatch every single time. He yeah. forces it around until he gets a bigger guy on him. He's either going to blow by them for a finish or he's going to blow by for an extra pass and a dump off. Um, but just having that person that's attacking and getting downhill, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense where they have to guess, um, especially if you're able to, uh, you know, get into the teeth of the defense and you get a floater or your creative uh, um, sh- shooter. But then you have Bones who could actually knock down the shot and also finish around the rim. So just having a guy with that type of speed that could just change the pace, um, you know, get them into their sets a lot quicker, that's just – um, another weapon that you could add and you just, you know, just fall in. Yeah. I, what about you? I mean, it might be an, I'm in preseason, like every take feels dumb. Now, if you have the an dumbest. opinion, it, you feel like dumb for saying it, but I mean, after watching the preseason and this game in particular, do you feel any, you know, more confidence in Ishmith as sort of a, rotation absolutely. Piece? No, I mean, really for me, it's, you know, this, this guy is a veteran. We know yeah. what he's capable of. Again, yeah. we've seen him do it to us. It's just nice to see him do it again, and it just reminds you, you know, sort of what you have in the player. Um, how often we'll need to rely on it? Like, hopefully not that much, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's still got it, baby. Let's yeah, go. He's still got it. And, of course, again, I should have mentioned this at the top. No Jokic today. He has not been cleared to play yet with his wrist. No Jamal Murray. He missed because of his hamstring and knee, as Michael Malone said in the pregame. pregame. And then AG and KCP. Yeah, if you're resting those two guys, might as well rest these guys as well. Um, so it was a little bit of a strange one. The other storyline to me, and I think uh, Michael Malone has already spoken. I believe Brendan Vote is setting up right now, and he'll be joining really? us to kind of share that. I mean, we have this new way, two people at Ball Arena But I now. mean, like, he's already spoken, Michael Malone. You really got to 
Michael Malone goes right away, man. That's how it works. You walk in and you go right to the podium. Uh, It's really nice. Then you wait an hour for players. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? That's how it goes. It happens. And you really are just sitting there waiting for the players. You're just sitting there waiting. Jokic does a whole workout routine. Then he showers. He plays three games of horse training. You're sitting there waiting, respecting their time. (laughs) Respecting their time. Snake on their phone. He's playing horse trainer. It's literally the horse trainer game where he's like picking up flowers and stuff and you get more food. Um,. The other guy, though, to me that was a huge standout was Bruce Brown. Yes. And, like, until that very end, I mean, Ish, he had a really good game. I don't want to take away from him. But the final minutes of a preseason game are like, whatever. You know, going against guys he's not going to be going against in, in moments he won't be playing in. But I thought Bruce Brown, to me, really showed me something. And the number yes. one thing he showed me, I mean, we haven't seen where does he fit in. No. And it's funny because there were moments tonight where he played the lead ball handler where I was kind of like we were talking like, man, that was a weird way to do it. That was this or that. But he had some moments of shake to his game tonight that I was like, my God, man, this guy's quick. Dude, he's so much quicker than I, I – I had no idea that was part of his game. I was under the impression he was just sort of like a defensive, sort of stalwart. Like he would just kind of be in the right place, would yeah. be, wouldn't be bullied, long arms, that kind of thing. Man, every now and again, he ran the, the – the fast break a few times. He, he is fast. He got up and down the court so fast. I was, uh, this is like the, uh, on both counts, Ish and Bruce Brown. This is like a big eye opener on both guys. Like, well, if we did a, he got that dog in him. Rankings, oh man. The, Bruce, the dog in him index. The dog in him index. I mean, he's got, I would say he's got like a Rottweiler in him. Dude. Yeah. He might be a young pit bull. A young bull. <laughs> young bull. Yeah. Like, well, really, with uh, with Bruce, what I love today is we got to see, like, that character. Um, he He's fun. He's trash talking. We've been, you know, me especially, I've been asking for him to just pop, just to do yeah. something, just to be out there um, and impact the game in a way. And I'm glad that it came against, like, a Chris Paul. It came against, like, a team that was playing their starters where you got to see him um, – flexing he's you know trash talking he's having fun with it um i love to see him as the like the lead ball handler just because i hadn't seen him do anything he was just kind of just running up and down the court but now you can see in this game where he's starting to feel confident he's starting to feel like he has a role on the team and this was great for him specifically i think that that was like my um biggest takeaway in the game is now he's starting to see okay like you know they play the right way i could play some defense um, but also, and I, but you play some defense. You're well, underselling this man. Yeah, yeah, but not today though. I just I love the offense. From right, him. right, I love right. the way that I mean, he I stood love this defense out on, too. on that way. The that he just made too, sure man. that he showed that he could knock down the three ball and get to his spots and finish, or at least you know get the free like get to the free throw line. So this was a big, big game for yeah. me. Like uh, to just know that he's starting to rise and feel comfortable in the offense, and that's all it took. And we'll continue this conversation. One of the things that was interesting, you know, with those guys, all those other guys out, we thought Michael Porter, this is a chance to see what he does on offense. Weirdly enough, I was most impressed with Bruce Brown exploring his game or extending his game tonight. He was the guy of all the guys that elevated his role, and it was a positive elevation. But we have live from Ball Arena, freshly off of speaking with none other than Michael Malone. We have Brendan Vogt in a cardigan. (laughs) There he is. Uh, Vogt, how was the crowd there for this home game at Ball Arena? Hey, fellas, I uh, hope you can hear me all right. Just a disastrous Wi-Fi night here at Ball. But a great night, a great night for the crowd. The Nuggets grinded, and I think they earned the crowd's appreciation. And by that fourth quarter, look, through these three preseason games, it's been fairly empty as far as vibes go and stuff to sink your, your fan teeth into. But Ish Smith gave him something to, uh, 
to stand up about, and they all responded, and, and they really willed the Nuggets uh, in that fourth quarter. It was cool, man. I got the juice a little bit, and, and it felt <laughs> like a regular season environment for a little stretch there in the second half. I love that. Really quick, are you in a moving car? <laughs> no, man. I'm on my phone because well, you're like you're I, like shaking it around. You have to know that our eyes are your phone. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm gonna throw right. up. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that was a little Blair Witch Project. Wow. I'm dizzy vote. Um I have to imagine Michael Malone was happier tonight with the defensive effort, with the energy, and just kind of like it felt like a competitive basketball game. Absolutely. And as far as preseasons go, to whatever extent they can be a good win. Well, they played the Suns who were playing their starters. So Malone was thrilled after the game. He talked about how he had joked with us multiple times that their two worst days of training camp, which Malone is now using to mean all of preseason as well as <laughs> right. training camp, uh, that's a new thing, but uh, are the games themselves. Uh, so, and not the case in this game. And he thought they had been working so hard in practices. And the Nuggets have been practicing a lot, especially compared to last year. And he felt they deserved this one. And, and that hard work did carry over. He said, that's Denver Nuggets basketball. And whether we had won that one or not, we were going to walk away from the arena thinking, this is who we are. This is what we need to be. Love it. Yeah, I like it. Somebody says you need to trim your eyebrows. <laughs> I, but I really um, think they you, <laughs> But I, I wouldn't take that to heart. I wouldn't yeah. take that one to yeah, heart. I, I, wouldn't, look great. I wouldn't make that let you be self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at that. I, I, those I are think great. they're fine. Those are their normal no, eyebrows. Those are Great looking great eyebrows. Eye, great Those eyebrows. Are great Find looking eyebrows. Slam. Get out of here, Eric. Don't, Eric Sandy, don't tell him he needs new eyebrows. Um, hold on, though. You did make an interesting point here, Vote, which is not that it matters because it's just preseason. But, you know, the Suns, they're having a rough go of things. This hasn't been the best. It's kind of nice to just keep them down. Like, they get a little win. I think why they played Chris Paul so many minutes tonight is they're like, hey, let's just get a little feel good. We need a feel good. And it's nice to be like, no, you lost to Ishmith. Go back to hell. Yeah, yeah. No, they wanted to win that one, man. There's no doubt about it. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Internet, that this is their first game since that disappointing loss, uh, only two so far in the preseason. And they wanted this one. And they played They played like they wanted it. And uh, crazily enough, they couldn't. They, they couldn't separate. And I think... It's not necessarily that the Nuggets put on a master class on either end of the floor, but they competed all the way through. And wherever there was room for the Suns to pull away, the Nuggets oh. just didn't let them. Oh. And it was really fun to see. Um, and, and look, Booker missed a lot of shots that maybe he hits next time, but what a luxury it is to have a guy like Bruce Brown, and even Bones Highland, by the way, who was challenged on that end and st- stepped up. So for so long, it's felt like the Suns guards have been able to do whatever they wanted, and that wasn't the case tonight. Yeah. Um, okay. What else did Michael Malone have to say? Uh, a lot of praise for Ish Smith, of course. You know, <laughs> there was talk. Remember when they first signed him about will they waive this guy? I mean, think about how many ball handlers, playmakers, guys you really trust to initiate anything uh, the Nuggets actually have on this roster. Tons of talent. But as we saw tonight, Bones Highland should a player like that tweak an ankle. You know, it's not like Monte and, and Will are, sir, are still here. But enter Ish Smith, yeah. uh, who is absolutely capable of filling those minutes, particularly in the preseason, definitely in the regular season. A pro's pro. And man, I just I kept looking around in that fourth quarter with like it's like a warm blanket. He can't oh. hurt us anymore, fellas. How many times did we see Ish do that to us? 
and it went the other way this time. Some badass buckets too, man. He just swagged into those things. Great, great ish minutes. He was thrilled, of course, with Bruce Brown. He said, look, this is exactly why we signed him. A guy yeah. who can guard Booker like that. He called his defense on Booker phenomenal. But he also went on to say, you know, Bruce Brown is a guy who has point guard in him. He's played it in the past. And I want to get him reps at that position. He said he tried to at times tonight. I heard you mentioning earlier in the show, Adam, that manifested not necessarily in playmaking, but how about him exploring his game off the dribble, you know, yeah. having the ball in his hands and finding lanes. He was really, really good on both ends tonight. And that was that was exactly what we were sold with Bruce Brown, and it felt fun to see for sure. It definitely felt fun. And I'm not surprised Michael Malone loved his game tonight. I oh just feel like God, there's certain types of players Michael Malone likes. I think Ish Smith and Bruce Brown. Yeah, he's going to like those guys an awful lot. <laughs> Even though we already hey, made I, the I, trade, he still would probably trade MPJ for those two guys. <laughs> and look, man, it's all about those buckets at the end, of course, but there was one position, possession where Ish hustled, was able to sort of blow up a lot to DeAndre Ayton. Ayton caught yes. the ball. Yes! Yeah, but Ish he... prevented an easy scoring opportunity, and then he makes it all the way back <laughs> and covers in the corner, contests the three. It's like the best defensive possession it... of the night. Yes. But, I love that play. So... It was the number one play on my notes as well. I was like, holy crap, how do you – because he jumped so high that when it happened, I was like, who was that? And then like you're like, oh, that was Ish? He contested the like lob throw. Uh, it was pretty funny. So very impressive. But also, you know, when that play happened, I wasn't thinking about Ish Smith having a good game. I remember thinking like, look at Ish setting the tone, being the right. veteran, showing other guys this yep. is how hard you have to play. And, you know, it turns out he just was playing hard, which I think is great. I got to ask, did Michael Malone have anything to say about Peyton Watson tonight? He didn't. He didn't get any prompts. Um but look, there was a real surge from the rookies there. Christian Brown finally finding something at the end, got his confidence up. Like when he attacks the basket, I, I think he can have more success that way. And then, yeah, that insane recovery block by Watson, the dunk, really good minutes from the rooks uh, towards the end of the game there. And, and Jack White, who looked a mess with the free throws, clearly nervous, but he had that one excellent cut too and the great catch with his left hand yeah. put it in. I, I just thought it was high energy minutes. And to your point, maybe something inspired by Ish Smith, the vet going out there and grinding for it. Talk about Bones Highland for a little bit. Malone liked the way he played tonight, thought he was poised, thought he competed. My notes on Bones, guys, Booker and Paul went right at him and yes. he went right at them. And I yes. thought he passed on both ends. Wasn't his most efficient night offensively. Loved the mid-range buckets. And I really loved the way he took the challenge defensively. Good stuff from Bones until Torrey Craig fell on him. Nuggets are calling that a lower leg sprain. Molo did call it his foot. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wonder if it's the ankle, fellas. We'll see if we get more information on that. He did say he talked to him before talking to us and that he's not too concerned about bones yet, but as always is the case with feet or perhaps ankles, you know, they'll have a better idea of that tomorrow. Something to keep an eye on. But again, as we saw right away tonight, this is the importance of having Ish Smith on the roster. One more shout out for you guys. DeAndre Jordan had a good night on the yeah. grass. And Malone said that this was his best of the three preseason games so far. Loved the rebounding, but also the defensive communication, which is not something that many Nuggets have been praised for in the Malone tenure. And he thought he did a good job on that end. You know, I framed the question, have you seen what you need to from him? To, to Is he a guy who could play backup center significant minutes across the season? He did say, look, it's a luxury on our team. We feel like it can be DeAndre. We feel like it can be Zeke. But that was the best that DeAndre's played so far. 
Mm, interesting. Did he? The, I mean, the one I don't want to say down spot because again, it's preseason. We're getting, we're having fun, kind of leaning into the highs, but we all know what it is. But the one down was Michael Porter tonight. Could not find his shot, and we know he was excited for this opportunity to kind of be the the one of the go to guys. Was there any commentary about him in the night he had tonight? Yes, positive. Malone took the opportunity actually to praise Michael, who we thought said had been practicing well. He referenced an anecdote when. Porter dove on the ball on the, on the floor for a loose ball and got it, and the gym erupted like it was the finals. You know, he says, like, Mike, Mike's trying, and, and it wasn't his best night tonight, but he has no doubt he'll bounce back in these final two games. And he said he's actually really proud of him right now. And then he took the time to, to do the full-on, take a step back and say, I'm just glad he's healthy. So, you know, look, Malone can take these opportunities to throw some constructive criticism to Porter through the media. Tonight, he declined an obvious one and went the other route instead. I like it, man. That's a, that's that's really cool to see. I like that Malone took the opportunity to pick MPJ up after a tough yep. shooting night. I think that's a cool one. All right, any other final thoughts you have for Michael Malone or just from the arena? No, just this was, this was uh, like I said earlier, we got a taste of that regular season by five. The fans wanted it. The players delivered. And I think just a step in the right direction of – do these games matter? No, but you want to see yourselves walk in the walk, and particularly the head coach wanted to see it. Tonight he did. As far as preseason games go, guys, this is this is a great win. Did you real quick? Did you get a chance to watch Jamal Murray and or uh, Nikola Jokic go through warmups and just kind of what, what do you read from that? They both seem fine, honestly. They both okay. seem fine. So uh, Murray did go through his warmup. Didn't look particularly. Uh, like he was laboring or anything like that. Didn't look super limited. Jokic was out there warming up, no brace. He looked fine. Uh, one thing of note, and I don't want to blow this up too much. I just want to say it as it is. Malone did say before the game that Jokic was not cleared to play. We we actually played so, the clip uh, in the pre in the pregame show, okay, so we yeah. played the yeah the entire thing. And I think you're so right. Semantics. No, I yeah, don't think it is. I think he made a point to say, hey, he's not cleared yet. Right. But having said that, we did see him warm up and he looked great. So this yeah. is the Jokic thing. I think the wrist has been bothering him for like 16 months, but it's hard to tell when he's <laughs> the best player alive, isn't it? Yeah, it is sometimes. Uh, Vote, you did great work tonight. The um, best work. The best work. Uh, actually, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you get out of here, we know you love a tiny king. Oh, no oh, one yeah. stands a tiny king. Nobody stands a tiny king like like Brennan Vote. Uh, Ish Smith. Is he, uh, I mean, <laughs> is this a new love affair? Brennan Vote, Ish Smith? What, what's going on here? Certified Tiny King, lock it in. He's Whoa. great. He has my heart. He has the my heart. Dude, the tiny, t- the tiny King Game of Thrones, is that easily uh, switched over? Waku's out? Ish is in? Just like that? Look, all you have to do is be tiny and play well. Let's <laughs> play well. Let's make so much sense. It does make, make so a lot of sense. sense. All right, Vote, get home safe. Thanks so much, buddy. See you, fellas. Uh, guys, I want to tell you about, did you guys happen to tune in at the very beginning of the show when we had the trailer for the upcoming documentary? I get to say it now. The title, A Hundred Invisible Threads. The name of our documentary on our trip to Serbia, which is going to premiere on October 27th exclusively on Avaca TV exclusively. You guys know Avaca. They are the goat in Denver sports. We're one week away. You're trying to, you're legally streaming games. That's lame. You, you know, like I mean, then it's always late and then you get the viruses, you get the pop-ups. Are you, are you like, are you, 
illegally streaming. Will you go to hell? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. That's know. just the problem. That's, that's we don't know. That, that is your fear. fear. <laughs> that is your fear. Um, but you know what you can do is is you know order Avaca TV. Not only do you get the Abs, who are the reigning. Stanley Cup champions, oh, the Denver Nuggets, who are maybe the favorites. Many people are saying they're the favorites for the, the Larry O'Brien, the soon to be reigning the champions, soon, soon, soon to be reigning champions. But you also get access, premier access to the uh, documentary of our trip to Serbia, which I really think you guys are going to like. Following us all every step of the way as we talk about the different things we learn and show you, you know, bring you along for that journey, while also telling a very interesting story about the history of basketball in Serbia, in particular during the era of the breakup of Yugoslavia, where Serbia, you know, and Slovenia and Croatia and Bosnia all broke up in a civil war. And the basketball at that time to me is an incredible story that I'm pretty sure none of you guys have ever heard before. And I think you're going to find it really, really interesting. We had some great interviews, Misko Reznanovic. Super agent, Nikola Jokic's agent, founder of Mega Basket, had some great stuff to say. Milan Doset, uh, Milo Jovanovic, we had some great guests uh, throughout this thing. I think you guys are really going to find this a fascinating thing. And again, it's only on Avaca TV. So you want to check it out. By the way, tomorrow we'll have the premiere. We put it at the beginning of this. But tomorrow we're going to put it out on Twitter. And if you liked it, if you guys are hyped for this, share it. Do us, give me a huge favor. Honestly, go hop on social media, hop on Twitter, hop on Facebook, hop on YouTube, whatever it is, and share this documentary. We've put a lot of love into this. Avaca TV has been a great partner. And we're hoping a lot of people sign up for Avaca TV between now and next week, basically, the, the start of the NBA season. We hope that a bunch of people sign up using our pro- promo code, evaca.tv slash DNVR. Why? Because if this is a success, you can expect another one. Absolutely. A repeat trip to Serbia or maybe to somewhere else. Maybe some other great story that we're going to be able to tell and bring you along with it. So also, Ava- go ahead. a very affordable option to get your Denver Nuggets back. The most affordable. Honestly, it's, the most affordable. It is the, it's a, the most affordable entertainment option. I mean, it's a, really not so dissimilar from just getting Netflix or something. It's, right. Uh, and it's it, there's a lot more that comes with it. So yeah, get, do you want to go to hell? Do you? I don't <laughs> yeah. want to. No, I don't want to also. <laughs> and also you can watch, you guys are watching right now, you're able to watch on Ivaca TV. Boop. You can watch all of the um, shows that we have here. So it just sounds like win after win after win. Yeah, dub, 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 dub. I got an email the other day, guys, that told me, hey, this is game time. Nuggets tickets that you set the alert for, prices have gone down for the home opener which is a week from Saturday. This is what's cool about Game Time App. You download it. The link is in the description of the show. Use our link. Don't just, you know, we want you to use it one way or another, but we really want you to use it using our link so they know we're sending people there. But it's the great new way for you to get tickets to anything, concerts, games, whatever, apps, apps, open up on Wednesday. Yep. You want to go to that one? Check right now, see what you can get a deal on. You want to go to the Nuggets game on Saturday, watch Jamal Murray's first game at Ball Arena since the injury. You can get tickets to that. And I think the tickets were low as like 18, but they were 22. I think they're $18 now. You can get to the home opener, which would be awesome using that game time app. So it's really cool. Um, it's great deals, insane value. Are you pulling it up right now? So you're scrolling through here. Is this for the opener? Thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. I'm actually a little insulted. I'm actually a little insulted. Well, this is guys, somebody buy that ticket and then <laughs> this is take, know, this is taking a turn that I that I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be letting people know about great value, but now I'm insulted. Yeah, if you guys love us, you're going to love Game Time. Use the description in this show. Uh, I also want to tell you guys now that we're back from break that the Nuggets do start on the oh, road this year. We're back. We're oh, back. Let's go. The Nuggets start on the road this year. So next Wednesday is the season opener. Okay. Maybe you don't know this. I don't know anything. The DNVR bar 
remodeled, <laughs> reimagined. You maybe haven't been in here since last year. It is a completely different bar. We've got better seating capacity. Let me say this. Way better food. Not marginally better food. Way better food. A great chef. Actually, the Chef Daniel, who's the lead chef of DNVR, he's actually was a chef for Nikola Jokic. He's a chef for a bunch of other NBA players. This is who we got. Yeah. So you guys are intrigued. You want to have eat dinner prepared to you by the chef that was Nikola Jokic's chef for, for quite a while? You think you're better than Nikola Jokic? You think you're better than him? <laughs> Why don't you come down here, try out the new food, join us next Wednesday for the season opener, cheer along with us, check out the new bar. It's going to be great. Um, and then lastly, Kale, we do have a party bus. Do you have the graphic here? We got 10 more days for you to sign up. Our first party bus is in like three weeks. It's uh, November 5th against the San Antonio Spurs. $100, you get a ticket to the game and a ticket on the bus. You come here, you drink, you hang out with us. Mm -hmm. You hop on the bus, you go there. We all sit together. We cheer together. We come back afterwards Saturday night and we celebrate. So Mm -hmm. sign up. $100, great value, good seats, lower level seats, good seats, and we'll have a good time. All right. Let's get into this. Peyton Watson, do you want to go to Peyton Watson? Let's go to MPJ. Let's go to MPJ. All right. Because here, yeah, the vibes have been too good. The vibes have been too good. But here's the thing. I actually saw some positives, as did Michael Malone, not from the offense of Michael Porter, which I thought was bad tonight. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter got the opportunity to take, as he says, take and try to make tough shots tonight. And I didn't <laughs> think he did so great. But I was intrigued by the lineup. What lineup started tonight? It was the lineup that I hope gets minutes. Stagger. It basically was the, the stagger, bench. It was yeah. Bones and Bruce Brown, which we just talked about how much we liked both of those guys. Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. And then Michael Porter right in the middle there. Now, Michael Porter didn't make his shots tonight, but he did get a lot of different types of shots than what he usually gets with Nikola Jokic. And more than anything, I just think that that is one of the best solutions for that second unit is to put Michael Porter with them as much as possible. And I think it's maybe not completely coincidental that that's why we saw Aaron Gordon and KCP not play. It's like, you know what? Let's get extended minutes with this. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, although he did not make his shots, he was comfortable. Um, It wasn't like he was just um, forcing everything, although I think that's just part of his game um, and who he is. Um, But also he got to run the offense and get different looks, um, like you guys said. Um, putting him in a situation where it's a stagger, it, they're still going to run the offense through him. He's still going to be the, the leading shooter um, in that. And more often than not, he's going to be the leading scorer um, in those type of situations because he gets those different shots. Um, I think in his game, I mean, his shot wasn't falling, so that's why he looks you know tough. But also, he is grabbing rebounds. He also is um, – I feel like he's trying a little bit harder on defense. Like, he's going after blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, trying to like close out on guys and, and put them in tougher situations um, than he did in the past. So that is a positive that you have to to go after. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that you're going to get with MPJ. Um, sometimes the shots are going to fall and he's going to look like, you know, the greatest score. But his shots are also so tough that it's, you know, if it doesn't fall, then that's when you got to like say that it's not a good game. So I, I think that while this was his worst game right now, I don't think that it was a, a horrible game completely. And, and also, he got to get his shots up, um, try to find his rhythm and, and things like that. And also, the handle is still there where he's trying to control the ball a lot more. So, you see him trying to at least explore, explore his game. 
Yeah, I wish he wouldn't, though. <laughs> like, he, would, he, he, a couple times with the ball on the floor, got stolen. Like, yeah. he, was, that was he made some bad plays tonight. Like, there were some positives. I agree. Like, you saw effort from MPJ, but, like, overall, like, I was just v- deeply unimpressed with him tonight. Like, I just was like, yeah, yeah because this was his time no, I to was shine. Too. I'm like, telling you, yeah. I, this I mean, was his was time, man. Like, all of the other starters are, are – he was literally the only starter in the game. And he really went out kind of on a mission to like show that he was that guy. And man, I don't know. There was he scored. He did not score very many points. He scored nine he, points. He was outscored by Christian Brown today. <laughs> and he got like he was like kind of like gummed up with people under the basket. He was just like it. Just I don't. It didn't look good, man. It just really didn't look good. It, it just was. I was not very encouraged by MPJ tonight. I this but. Part of me thinks like maybe this is good. Like you kind of want him to be humbled a little bit. Like you can't. You like maybe like you're not that guy, pal. Like you know, like you you should just. I, mean, like, I don't think you want that. I think. But you I, want I, him I to like. Be I the want guy. him. To, I want him to. I want him to be the guy in relation to the other guy. Right, right. In right. relation to Nikola Jokic. Uh, in you relation wish he to enjoyed. The Jamal role Murray. that is best carved out yes, for him more like, than he but appears it, to enjoy. It. Yes, but it's also like, all right, cool. You're the guy. Show us, like. Really? Like, yo, yeah. you, that, you were the guy tonight, man. Like, you and Boned, right? Like, you guys get the tough shots. That, that's... He had a tough defender, you know, in, Mik- in Mikhail Bridges. Like, he has, you know, that's a, that's a tough matchup. He's one of the best out there. It so was tough. Well, but, you know, I mean, it's true. It's true. But MBJ is, towers above him. You know, right. like, yeah, he should. He, he gets, he can get his shot off whenever he wants. I mean, and again, his shots just weren't falling. They were a little short. Um, that's not going to be the case. I felt like as the game MPJ. went on, he started missing him worse. Like, yes. he kind of barely missed And him his really. head, yeah. and he dropped his head. He got yeah. super frustrated. He got like in his head. Um, I, so I didn't love that. I didn't love the body language. I didn't love a lot what I saw from him. He did I, tonight, I hope like, that he has a, another game or two like this, honestly. Um, Bad, you mean? Or where he gets to gun? where he gets the gun but it doesn't end well oh, okay because i i want him to realize how easy it is when you're playing with Jokic. yes i want him to see how easy it is yes. when you're playing the role that is set up for you where all you have to do is knock down the shot. knock down like, the shots of man. course right now i mean it's not an of course but like those shots are so much tougher to take that yeah it is gonna you're gonna have to work harder you're like, okay, you know, the shot that I usually make, I'm a little bit more tired on because yeah. now I'm having to play on defense. I'm playing on offense. I have to create for myself in these stagger type of units where I think it's good at times. But also, just be a, a set shooter. Be a guy that can just knock it down every single time. A guy that the defense is going to have to overplay, and now that's where you can get creative. That's where you can put it on the floor um, and get to your spot. So I do hope that he continues to, to get shots up. Um, but also it's like, okay, it, this game is coming a little bit easier for me where I'm not having to put the ball on the floor and do all these things every single time. I think tonight we saw Michael Porter's default setting, meaning this is the Michael Porter that wants to yep. sort of escape. And it almost in some ways makes you appreciate how restrained he is when he's not in this mode. It's true. Because the, some of the shots he took tonight were like, oh my God, like what are you doing, man? That's a really forced one. But here's the thing. I still think that there is an... Uh, um, a scenario in which Michael Porter is half this and half the other version. Now, I don't think he's perfected either one of these, by the way. And tonight, you were mentioning the handle. There were a couple of times tonight where he had an opportunity to drive where you're like, dude, that he worked on his handle offseason. And you're still like, man, you don't have the shake to your game that most guys do that, you know, that are elite scorers. But the thing is, is I still think it's okay. This yeah. was a bad game for him. Yeah, I don't mind him playing this way where it's ramped up a little bit where there are two or three shots that i'm like there's never a scenario where you need that sure but i think it wasn't that bad i'm fine with him being a super aggressive player 
in certain configurations. And then I'm fine with him being more of a fit-in guy. And I, I'm trying to think if there's a good example of this. Maybe James Harden back when he was with Oklahoma City where he was two players. When you're out there with Russ and KD, right. he was like, okay, I'm going to spot up, I'm going to attack, but I'm going to distribute, but I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm within a system. When those guys were off, he just cooked. Yep. And Michael Porter's a different player than James Harden circa 2011, but I do wonder if there's something like that with MPJ. And again, we keep trying to think, how do you get MPJ to be this guy? We seem to all agree. A super Clay Thompson, right, playing in that system, but he's Absolutely. not necessarily dribbling or whatever. Maybe that's the compromise. Maybe that's the way you try to package it. Is like, look, we're going to look for opportunities in every game where you get to be aggressive and cook, mm. and it's you're the number one option or number 1A, 1B. It's tonight with him and Bones. They both were equal options yep. at times. And then there's going to be other times where it's not that you're the third option behind Murray and Jokic. It's just that you need to play that system. And some nights you'll be number one. Sometimes you'll be number three. It doesn't matter. Just play in that. Yeah, I, I really – I can envision a world – and. Maybe we'll see, like, if this was sort of the test run for that. For this, I mean, like we said to begin with, like, this being the stagger that you see, like, MPJ stays out with Bones Highland. He, I mean, what I will say is, like, I really did love how supremely confident he was. Like, he really came in. <laughs> I don't like, think you have to worry about that. No, I mean, he and Bones, they just, like, felt yeah. like they, it just felt like they were, like, the upperclassmen coming into play with the freshmen. It's a great, they just, great like, observation, Eric. And they were, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm saying that's a good one. You're right. You're, you're um, really right. But, and, they, you know, it didn't necessarily yield the results for MPJ that it did for Bones Highland, but it was sort of like, all right, like, we're, you know, we've got this. Come on. And so there's something you know, that is powerful to that. And it's probably not that coincidental that this is the f most uh, complete and the most effective that the bench looked, you know, like that there was, it was imbued with like a little yeah, bit of confidence, true. like whether or not that actually worked, but then bones started to feel fuel off of that. Then Jeff green got into it. Bruce Brown obviously got into that. Like it just sort of like cascades down. So th from that standpoint, like I did like what we got from MPJ. It's just like, we can't, I mean, you can't play that. You can't miss shots. You gotta make shots. <laughs> you gotta I mean, make your shots. If you're gonna be a, like, yeah, if you're gonna be that, you like gotta. You I gotta. do love the confidence point here though tonight because I I do agree with you that Bones Highland and Michael Porter play like they're the best players on the court. They're out there with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yep. You know, guys that were all stars that are more certified, you know, than those than they are, and they played like, yeah, we're not afraid of you. In fact, Bones, I think even more than so because Devin Booker was kind of being. Devin Booker was almost trying to send a message or something tonight. Like, yeah. There were times he was doing the Luca smirk, actually, like where he was trying to like get under Bones and doing giving his face the, the Devin Booker face, <laughs> so you know, where he's like just all smug. Oh, and I thought God. Bones handled it great, where he was like, "We're not friends, bro. Get off me. I'm going at you." And then he was going, like, "I'm and friends score. with Eric. That's my friend. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, man." Um, so I I was very impressed with Bones in that way. And you're right, Michael Porter. I just I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Porter in this mode a little bit more. And I hope that he finds the balance. Yeah, like he finds the right balance. He was too far tonight. There was three or four shots that were yeah, like, Come it's, on, bro. it's the preseason. Like you get you lend you you lend them uh, a lot of leeway, but you know we're talking about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I do love the idea that you said about trying to find that compromise, and I really do hope that that's something that they do explore. Is um, having him have those stagger lineups where the offense runs through you, get your shots up. But when you're on the court with Yoke, when you're on the court with Jamal. You have to be that guy that's just set up and ready to shoot, and you can have that mixture in between. Also, back to the Bones thing, I think it was it was kind of funny. Like, Devin Booker's picking him up full court, like, yeah, the man. entire time. Dude, and the Suns to see. wanted this game. I'm that's telling the, you. That is the most delicious part about this. They we, wanted this stupid game. Well, I know he's a second-year player, but we were talking in the pregame show about Moutier and how they pressured him because they were like, you're a rookie, we're yeah. going to make this hell. They kind of tried to do that to Bones, and he's like, yo, I'm what? 
I'm not afraid of this. Yeah, and and also he's so confident in his handle. His, you know, yeah. he also hit he hit a deep three in Chris Paul's face, and that gets him loose. Um, Bones he gets up for those type of situations. He gets up for those moments, and I like him being able to be successful against a guy like Chris Paul. I think that that goes a long way. He was it. already confident, but now you're like, this is a really good Yo. defender that I'm going against. This is also, you know, point God. And and I showed him that I'm able to to battle with him. I'm, I'm able to go after him. And that's the type of mindset that you have to have that just makes you, like, crazy. Really. We, talk, we talked early on about how uh, Moutier went up against Chris Paul early in his tenure with the Denver Nuggets. And, like, did, oh, are you looking at each other? Did you? Did I make repeating? No, point? no. I think that no one said that. Keep nobody on. said. Nobody has made this one yet. Um, <laughs> I, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Did this remind you of that, but only handled it better? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Were you, were you in the chat? I was in the chat. Yeah, hey, it was a great point, Eric. <laughs> really good one. Well, credit to me for picking up on the uh, nonverbal cues that I should I should stop where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the chat. I will say that. <laughs> you, you get lost in there too, man. I got lost in the sauce, guys. <laughs> it's so funny. You know what else happened tonight? Actually, let's keep going through some players here. Um, <laughs> Zeke Naji got 21 minutes tonight. He got nine points, five rebounds. You know, not bad. 21 minutes, five rebounds. All right. Uh, four of those on the defensive end tonight. Not just one offensive. Dev, what did, what do you uh, how do you analyze Zeke Naji tonight? I mean, at least he's uh he, he's now starting to um, rebound the ball. Like actually, like goes a long way um, because he hadn't been. Um, but also, there was like big shot that that he hit in the game that I like really enjoyed. That he also tried to hit it again. Like he made sure that he was going to get the shots up. Um, and especially with him being a, a knockdown shooter that everyone knows, he hasn't been hitting his, his three balls. So for him to see it go through and then also keep trying to, I think that that was, that was great. But also just seeing him be able to uh, defend at, at a high level, um, both centers and be able to step out, that's something that, that Denver's going to have to open up and let him actually get more minutes on doing um, because it is not going to just be easy with him just straight guarding um, centers, but also that's what makes him a versatile defender is the fact that he can step out on a Chris Paul for a couple of seconds, that he can step out yeah. on a, a backup um, point guard in, in small forward and everyone else. So um, Zeke, he, he's going to have to just keep getting better and better and better because they're going to need him um, in that second unit. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we have Harrison Wynn backstage what? already at From Ball Arena. So we're going to hear we heard what Michael Dev's Malone birthday? said. Dev's birthday? Dev's birthday, man. <laughs> so let's go ahead and bring in none other than the Wind himself, Mr. Harrison Wynn. Look at you. Oh, man. Look at the difference between Brendan Vogt's shaky cam and Harrison Wynn's gorgeous above the view thinning. Wow. Look, look at that thin jawline. It's so thin. But I think that Harris, I think he just wants to make sure that he's got the shot. Although I will say, it looks like the camera could use a little wipe. I will say. <laughs> could use a cleanse there. Uh, Harrison, so you, who did you talk to today? Oh, man, guys. We talked to Bruce Brown. We talked to Christian Brown. We got the full Brown Town experience. <laughs> and we talked to Ish Smith as well. 
I love that you're standing. I love everything about this shot. Adam really can't I'm, get enough of this. I feel like he's about to break dance like, or something. Like he's going like to put on a little performance for Justin Timberlake. Um, oh, you, you, can, you can tell, Adam, me and Vote, who I looked for, I, I can't find. Oh, you want him to just stand behind you? Vote's asleep already. already what are you talking about? Um, all right, go ahead. Walk. This was the second game in a row where I was like looking forward to, you know, Filming the post-game video with Vote. I think he just did it himself and left. <laughs> that sounds right. about right, man. It sounds about right. All right, walk us through. What do people have to say in the post-game today? Um, so I'll start with uh, Bruce Brown. And, like, look, the talking point of this training camp was defense. Nuggets want to be a top-five defense. Bruce Brown was brought here to maybe help the Nuggets get there. And he just said, look, it felt really good to have a defensive game like that. We've been wanting to have a defensive game like that. Malone's been honest to have one like that, and we finally did. And um, he looked back to the Bulls game, and he said, look, we allowed 40 points in the paint against the Bulls. We were just more aggressive and more locked in tonight, and that was the difference. Okay. Um, and then I was just asking him about what really was working for him during that stretch he had. Was that in the – Third quarter? When For Bruce? Bruce? Had that really good stretch tonight? I think so. Uh, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Anyways, he had that one stretch where it was just the best Bruce Brown has played this preseason. He was just like, look, I was aggressive. I was finding open spots in the defense. I was just, you know, playing within myself, doing what I do, and, and that kind of allowed me to get loose. So um, I love the game that Bruce Brown played tonight. It was definitely his best in the preseason by far. I love it. I did as well. Um, okay, what else? Uh, we talked to Ishmith as well. He was asked about the difference tonight compared to the first couple of preseason games. And he said the physicality. Now, we were stronger. We were tougher tonight than we, than we were in that opener against the Thunder and in Chicago as well. Um, Ishmith was talking about Bones Highland. He said he's special. There's no weaknesses in his offensive game. And another storyline for me tonight was – Bones Highland like went at Chris Paul, went at Devin Booker, went at the Suns, whatever he really had a chance. And then those guys were going at him on the other end of the floor. And Bones Highland didn't really back down at all. And Ish was like, look, I'm not surprised he didn't back down. Um, he's been in Bones' ear all preseason, all training camp. His locker is right next to his in the locker room. So um, it seems like he's gotten to know Bones pretty well. And he's a, he's a believer. He's a believer in Bones Highland. I love it, man. I here's the thing, Wind. A lot of people are calling him special. You know what? Like, I just feel like he has the respect of other players, which is not everything, but it's not nothing either. And Ish Smith being like, "Hey, that guy who, oh by the way, has my job. He's the backup point mm -hmm. guard. That guy is special." Yeah. It just, I mean, too many guys are saying it. You know what I mean? To for for me not to be fully bought into it. Yeah. Also, I watch him play. <laughs> Also, yeah. I'm one of the guys. Saying. <laughs> yeah. The word special for a rookie or a second year guy, yeah. I feel like that's usually only reserved for, you know, like a top five pick or like a, you know, a top 10 guy who's just that star in college who like comes in and is really like starting and good from the get go. Bones, Bones doesn't really fit the normal like special qualifiers that you usually have to put on that type of player. Do you know what else happened tonight? He hit a deep three. 
Like a really deep three. That's hard, not that hard yep. to believe, though. It's not that hard to believe at all. All right. So Ish was talking about the game winner he hit tonight, too. And it's something he learned from Chris Paul, actually. They're both Wake Forest guys. They're close. Uh, they know each other really well. And Ish was talking about how he watched Chris Paul for years. Just when he's about to take that game winner, he walks the ball up the floor slowly. And Chris Paul's defender just keeps backing up and keeps backing up. And eventually, Chris Paul is just at the three-point line and can get into the mid-range. So that's what Ishmith did tonight. And um, he said he learned it from Chris. And he just got to his spot and kind of let it fly. And he had this great quote about the mid-range. He goes, it's not, you know, the most analytically friendly shot, but I don't care. That's my game. It's like a thousand paper cuts. Eventually, you're going to bleed out. <laughs> All right. I've had a thousand the, paper the funny, what are, Can I just say one thing? Because I was watching the Jamal Murray Taylor Rooks interview, which was very interesting. That was a good interview overall. They were talking about the mid range. And it, as, again, it's analytics. I swear to God, every time a professional athlete does a podcast, they talk analytics and disparage it. And one thing he said is, like, if it's the end of the game, I love to take a mid range. Guys, at the end of the game, analytics don't matter if you either make or yeah. miss. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter with it. <laughs> it's like, that's. Yeah, analytics for, are for building your team. Yeah, yeah. It's, anyway, anyway, I always, I always find it funny. I wanted to say that to Ish at the podium, but I, I couldn't muster the, the strength, you know. You couldn't muster the strength to the correct him. Good, good call on that one. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, analytics. <laughs> I'm not even an analytics guy. I'm just saying. I was like, this is just a. a Basic thing. Anyway, go on. Ishmith, though, he's a great vet, man. He was asked just about kind of spearheading the Nuggets comeback with his offense, and he was like, look, it's not about me. It's not about me. If we're going to win a championship, and a lot of us in this locker room think we can, it's going to be because of the defense, and, and that's why it's so important that we did that tonight. I love it. They really did, man. They defended tonight. Yeah, they did. They did. And then we talked to Christian Brown as well. And, of course, get in here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Carry ahead. Carry ahead. <laughs> Make it a nice appearance. You're live on the internet now. Yeah. You're live. You're live on the show. <laughs> 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 That's lovely. Carrie Ann, the uh, in-host arena there for the Denver Nuggets. Fantastic editor. Great arena host here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we talked to Christian Brown as well. And look, he got the monkey off his back tonight, um, got a three to drop, and he said, obviously, the buckets felt really good, but the wind felt better. Christian Brown is just all about the team as well. Like, I, don't, I don't know if he's been perfectly trained in NBA PR or if he's just always been this way. He takes every question about himself and somehow turns it into the team. Um, so he was loving that Denver got the win tonight and that they did so defensively as well. And the other notable thing I thought Christian Brown said was um, he was just kind of going on about how everybody in the locker room has been so supportive and willing to drop knowledge on him. He said especially the vets, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, and Jamal Murray are the three guys he named. But really everyone, he says, has been like just so welcoming and helpful the first couple months of his career. That's cool, man. That's not the case everywhere. That's not the case everywhere. So that's kind of nice to hear. And more than anything, it's funny that 
You you talked about him only being about team. I mean, he didn't have that many highlights tonight. A, like, it would have been weird if he went into it and was like, I was incredible tonight, guys. I went three of five. Well, he didn't have a lot of highlights, but comparative to where comparative we were starting, this, we was, this was his the, the greatest game ever played. In all sincerity, this was a good game for Christian Brown. He needed a, a little bounce it. back. He got it. No and question. and I've, hopefully this sort of steadies his nerves, uh, you know, makes him feel a part of it. Anything else, Win? Any other final thoughts from you from, uh, from Ball Arena? You know, this felt like a big preseason win if there's something like that that exists. Like, Denver kind of needed this one, you know? This, this felt good, I think. I think this lifted the spirits of everybody uh, to get the win tonight. Us included. Yeah. Lifted our spirits yeah. here on this Monday. This but just so you know, yeah. when uh, we've said this earlier, the Phoenix Suns did not care. They wanted the, PHNX Suns wanted us to know they did not care about. They didn't this. want that one. They didn't want, it. even though they played their starters for a very, very long time. They did not care. No, I've got not. one uh, one funny anecdote to share from right before I hopped on the show. So, um, how it works after games is friends and family like wait in these seats right here for the players to come out of the locker room before they go on the bus. And there were two girls sitting here waiting for, I don't know what players. And Nugget Security goes, "Who? what players are you guys waiting for? And I don't know. They said a couple names. And the security goes, both buses have already left. They're, everybody's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had to walk up and leave. Oh, that's rough. I love that story. I also love that, that was a story you just couldn't wait to share. <laughs> <laughs> It was an NBA walk of shame for sure. Can you always now just do this camera angle whenever you report live? I mean, wherever you are right now, perfect, man. This is fantastic stuff. This is what I have to do when they lock up all the chairs up here. They were quick to it today, so I had to put the camera up here. I love it, man. Win, get home safe. Thanks so much for the report. Uh, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. Um, you guys can hit that like button for us while Please. I read off these fantastic ads, including one for DraftKings Sportsbook. You guys know this NFL action, full swing. Ooh. In absolutely full swing. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, their official sports betting partner of the NFL. Not that many things better than betting. If you're just talking about a regular season game, NFL is the top to bet on. If no you're question. talking about an event, March Madness is off, is up there. Like Ooh. That's a really fun one. MMA is fun. You know, Golf events are this or that. But if you're just talking regular season... Football Sunday, place three or four bets, watch your bets win. Maybe play seven or eight <laughs> bets, it doesn't matter. Um, right now, you guys can get $200 in free bets if you bet $5 on any NFL team to win and you hit it right. Bet $5, you win $200. Um, you can check this out. Also, you get the uh, everyone can boost their winnings right now with DraftKings stepped up in game parlays. So if you bet on a three gate leg parlay, you get a little boost. You bet on like a ten, a 10 leg parlay, huge boost. It's fun to sort of like craft the narrative of the game and like see if you oh, yeah. or see if you possess the prognostication powers to it, be able to figure out like, you know, you sort of figure out, you're like, this quarterback can have a hard time against this defense. Yeah. And then you're usually wrong. Like, you're like, oh, they're going to get off to a hot start tonight. <laughs> I'm taking them in the first quarter because I just think that offense is going to get going. And then you win your bet because they got one field goal at the yeah. end. It's three to zero. And you're like, <laughs> told you. Told I, knew you exactly I, knew, I knew it. I knew that's how it was going to go. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Get $200 in free bets when your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for uh, Sportsbook for details. By the way, guys, the next one here, I'm going to need you to show your fingernails here because this next <laughs> one is Athletic Green. Something Do you want to I take my shirt off? This very day. I, I had put, to, I put, put his shirt on. <laughs> oh, you want me to put my shirt on? <laughs> put, put your shirt on. Let's see if I can get in the in the light here and get the right reflection off of these. I had Athletic Greens this very morning, and it was fantastic. The little shaker put it in there, put some cold water, two cubes of ice. I'm very particular about my ice. I, uh, I want them to melt by the time I'm done shaking it. I put my Athletic Greens in the same cup every day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind, of cuck, it's kind of caked with uh, old oh, Athletic Oh, really? Greens. Is that right? Wow, and then I appetizing. stir it with an old knife. I like to take my Athletic Greens like a mountain man. <laughs> Somebody with Red Dead Redemption. I'm, I'm speaking to the, to the fellas. I'm speaking to the ladies as well. But to the fellas, I know not every, you, you know, you get to a certain age and you're thinking, I've never eaten vitamins. And I don't eat healthy all the time. You know, you're, you're thinking about, like, it's time for me to start paying attention to my health, making sure I'm getting everything. Mm. Athletic Greens makes this so easy. Really honest. Guess what they have? 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced super, or whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and... Adaptogens! And adaptogens. So if you're thinking about, hey, I, I probably am at the age now I need to start taking Dude. some pills, I need to make sure I'm getting my vitamins, getting my supplements, Athletic Greens makes it easy for you. Wake up in the morning, yes. make a little shake, drink it. You're good to go. All jokes aside, like it, I mean, really, like it just, it, vitamins are weird. Like, vitamins are like weird. these big, like hunking things. You, you do have to swallow them or whatever. It's like athletic greens is like a pleasant uh, way to enjoy. And it also, again, makes you feel healthy. You start off the day. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. Athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. All right, let's get in this final chapter here, guys. Something that happened tonight that I thought was interesting. Hmm. There was a take foul. Yes. There was a take foul yeah. by Chris Paul and they called it. And so here's the thing. I thought the take foul was kind of like, you know, if, if there was too many guys back, it doesn't happen. No, they just say, if you don't make a natural play on the ball and Chris Paul's clearly wasn't. So they call a take foul. It's a, it's a technical. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I'm with it. I was like, good job. Then later in the game, Jeff green makes a fake play on the ball. <laughs> Did he not? He yeah. made. So what he did was he made it look like he was going for the ball, yeah. but clearly just to foul. And I was sitting here thinking they're probably not going to call this the the take foul rule because it look. I mean, he did a good enough job of faking it. Not to be yeah, not true. The referees correctly said you didn't make an honest play on the ball, and they called it anyway. Dev, are you happy with both? Were you happy with one and not the other? Are you not happy with either of the take fouls called tonight? The new I'm, rule. I'm happy about both. Me too. Um, just because like it sets the precedent. Like they made uh, a rule. You need to follow that rule. Also, it's to eliminate those type of plays. So even if you're going to fake it, what's the point of faking it? Like you might as well just go ahead and do it. But they're just trying to make sure that you could get out and running, get out and playing yes. um, where you're not going to just stop the play just because it's strategic. So I'm glad that they called it both ways because now guys don't straddle the fence of saying like where you're arguing, hey, I really tried to go after the ball. Like, no, you didn't. Everyone right, knows right, that right. you didn't. So I do like that. He it, disguised it really well. I got to be honest. <laughs> this one I thought for sure was not. I'm glad it was called because I do yeah. think if you call it like this early on where you're like the ref's just making a judgment call, I don't think you really were trying. Guys will just stop. They'll stop trying to trick refs. Yeah. If you're like, I can't trick them, they're calling it extra tight, then you'll just actually only go for the actual plays on the ball. Yeah, and it's also going to force a lot more opportunities where um, teams are going to try to get out and run. Um, which is great, especially for like Yoke um, when he grabs the rebound and just throws it out to, for fast break. So it's going to play in their advantage. Also, you know, when you're in Colorado, 
you already have the altitude on your side. So trying to get out and run is just going to help you a lot more. So I think that is advantage Denver. Yeah, I love this change of rule. Like I, 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 it was just the NBA felt like they were just waging war on the fast break, which is like one of the most fun parts about basketball. Just watching somebody run in transition, just hammer a dunk down. That's like one of the best things there is. I'm curious to see how Nikola Jokic uh, is with this new rule. Like if he's, I mean, that's a, been a big part of his game, the take foul. But I, I love, I love that they're legislating out the worst parts of basketball. Over the last two seasons, they like did their best to get rid of the uh, the you know the the fake like uh, James Harden uh, right. three point fake I'm actually shooting foul. Right. Um, so that's great. I mean, there's so many things that are just like obviously wrong with the game of basketball. I love that they're trying to address it, um, and I, I like both calls. Also, I, I would. Lo- I mean, I, the take foul sucks. Like, it's just you. Anybody can do it. You just and you stop what could be the most exciting play of the game. I will say this: I predicted that this rule would lead to more fast breaks. We haven't really had any fast breaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, there was some. Uh, Bruce Brown had one. You know, it's it's, it's got to see what happens. I mean, there'll be more. There'll be more. I, I I do like the rule though because I just hate the like idea that you fouling at half court it is sucks. the right thing to do. And tonight, two times it worked out. Uh, in other news, Faku Kampazu is in the news. You guys, you I saw this? this. Yes, Faku Kampazu. Interest drawing interest from the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Faku, who did that not have like a good team. last year. I, that's exactly how I feel. Um, I look at this and I go, you know, Faku, to me, useful player. He has his major limitations. Five-out offense, spread pick and roll. Give him Christian Wood diving to the basket, who, by the way, is a very good offensive player. I don't know. I looked at this and I go, that's a good landing spot for him. And Western Conference, kind of a drag. Yeah, and also they like they have an open point guard spot without Jalen Brunson over there. Um, so, you know, I think it works. Also, he has that, like, uh, the European game that – they're making crazy passes. So him and Luca like being able to do that at, at various times, that that just opens up the offense. And also, it's a, uh, the team's already going to have to be ready for the pass at all times. Um, I think that it's a, a great fit, yeah. um, especially if you're coming off of like a Dinwiddie um, type of lineup. You have two big guards, and then you have this smaller guard, um, a tiny king, sorry. <laughs> a, a tiny king that like can also be a pass first guy. So I do think that it's a great fit, and also. I, I mean, I still root for the guy. Yeah, so me too. That like that will be great for him. We're gonna find out just how irritating he is, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> like we're gonna go up against Faku and be like, "Oh my god, this is what this feels like. This is terrible." I mean, Dallas is like the most natural landing place for him, and this is he's like the reincarnation of like JJ Barea in a lot of ways. So, and just in like the small guy that can kind of like get in and out, like or just would. would Torture the Nuggets back in the day. I just, uh, I fear getting a, a Faku revenge game. <laughs> like, <I laughs> that would like be a low feeling. It's going to feel very low, yeah. uh, but the good Nuggets for him. Are one and one when he starts playing. Faku is a really good guy, too. Like, he's just he? like, I think so. I mean, like, he, it, unless he's hiding <laughs> it. Know, uh, he just seems like he's like a family man. Like, I don't know. He just seems like. Uh, he doesn't seem uh, like a bad guy for sure. Well, he seemed, I don't know. A in really all of his. Guy? Well, am I a really good guy? Well, oh, do you want the? Do you want? Which Faku's of these, a better guy than I am. Which of these questions do you want me to answer? Wow, uh, Faku definitely a better guy than you. Faku has a lot of like uh, social media <laughs> postings. He's just telling he's a good guy. I, <laughs> I just like Faku. I mean, I don't want to hang out with you. Jeez, <laughs> man, that really got sorry. Got it's tough down you, there. You got me on a roll. Dude. I, uh, I did catch you on a roll. Any other final thoughts here, guys, before we get out of here and head home on our Monday? Uh, P. Watt looked pretty good. Got a, a great block. Um, basically, everybody looked 
had some moment in the game tonight that I thought was encouraging. I mean, except just for overall, except for MPJ, unfortunately, except for the, the starter. Um, <laughs> but I just think that you really, like Wynn said, like this somehow was a must-win preseason game. <laughs> like we win. started, our vibes have been so over the top that the like cold water that we were getting splashed on our face by actually watching the Denver Nuggets like perform so terribly in the first two was you know, just hanging over me a little bit. Um, so it's, I don't know. It just feels good. It just feels good to like feel those feelings, get the juices going as Brendan Vogt says, like, and is it a coincidence? It comes on the day that a uh, hundred invisible threads, uh, man, we trailer are, drops. Yeah, are we, so true. are we a bastion of vibes? I think we are a bastion. I mean, that was proven when we went to Serbia. I think that's true. I think that was definitely proven. Uh, my biggest takeaway uh, was, um, I mean, it was a bittersweet feeling. Uh, while we did not see uh, Jamal Murray in pregame warmups, it was great to see Yoke in pregame warmups. We saw we, Jamal Murray in pregame warmups. Oh, we did. And I'm really happy. I'm really happy. Just because, uh, like, you know, the, the conversations that Malone had um, about it is, you know, two guys are not playing, so they was, like, rolled out earlier in the day. Um but then they go out and they, they go through warm-ups. Um, I've seen Jokic's warm-up, and he looked great. He's knocking down everything. Um, he's he's clearly not bothered to the fact that if this was a, a game that mattered, I feel like he will be playing. So um, that's just great news. Um, and then also um, just to see the team play hard yeah. um, without their guys. Love they wouldn't compete with the Suns and also wouldn't beat a team that really did want it. They did. <laughs> um, it, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, the backup units, uh, just making sure that they played hard defense. They they battled yeah. against a team that's playing hard defense um, and trying to, you know, rattle them in some type of way, and they just rallied. So I think yeah. that that was great. I mean, like, more more than anything, like, the th- the feeling I felt I, I have been left with after these first two meaningless preseason games was that I was a little bit nervous about the bench. You know, like I just didn't know. It could be a galvanizing thing for them. It could. It, I just saw it for the first time. You know, like you just you just need to see it. Uh, and we saw what it can look like when they're working together, when they like genuinely focus on deep defense, not just talking about it, but like actually uh, doing the right things. Um, and again, like to see Bruce Brown, I think I think Bruce Brown is the thing that makes me feel most encouraged after this game. That, now that I've had a little time to think about it. Yeah, he was great. The other guy, and Jack brings it up here, although he says DJ deserves some apologies. I don't know about apologies, but he has looked good. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, I expected to look worse through three preseason games. He's actually been, you know, he's been productive. He's done some things. So, And then, of course, we've heard nothing but great things about him. I mean, honestly. I've, he's heard, I've heard he was the MVP of training camp. Might have been the MVP, man, the Vibes MVP. <laughs> Kel, did you already hit that outro music? Um, all right, there it is right there. Well, probably could have hit it a minute ago. I think <laughs> I think we're ready to get it. Could have hit it about two. Kale, what time are we tomorrow? Two. All right, a couple things. Trailer is going to be live tomorrow. If you guys could do us a favor, tomorrow morning when that... Actually, you can go now. It's up on our YouTube page. Hit the like button on that trailer. We really want to... We work so hard on this documentary, guys. We really want you to push it, and we want to make this thing a a huge success. Uh, And then tomorrow, we're at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. So we're going to be doing a live podcast tomorrow at 2. And then again, back for post-game show on Wednesday. Adios, everybody. Let's go.